Them's great courses that we've been singing. Praise the Lord. Um, if you have your Bible, if you turn over to uh, Second Chronicles and chapter 7. It's good to know and to love and to praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Second Chronicles chapter 7. And we'll start reading from verse 1. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and their sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the, house, the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praise the Lord, saying, For he, he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. We'll go down to verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. And have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And we we'll trust the Lord to bless this portion of his precious truth. Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we abide before thee. Yeah, Lord, we're here tonight in this revival prayer meeting. And, O oh God, we're here, and Lord, we'll cry, Lord, for thy presence to be amongst us. O oh God, we'll cry, Lord, fill this house with your glory. It's your glory that is everything. And God, we just continue to pray, Lord, pour out thy spirit upon us. God, revive me. Work in my heart. Deal in my life. Lord, work in all our hearts. Bless us and do us good. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Last Sunday night, 
Um, after we went home, my wife and I, the, um, I asked my wife a question. And this was the question. I said, you know, about the number, especially of young people that were unsaved, that were here in the meeting on Sunday night. And the message that went forth, and it was very solemn, and yet there was no response. Those that were here on Sunday night that weren't saved, that content, after hearing that solemn gospel message, they still went out through that door, not saved. And I asked my wife, what is it going to take? My wife said, it's going to take revival and it's going to take Holy Ghost conviction. And this is what's led me to this passage tonight. We see here this verse that has been so often quoted. If my people which are called by my name <coughs> shall humble themselves and pray. Um, we see here in this, this verse it hangs on just one small word. It's the word F. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble, if my people shall humble themselves, if my people pray, if my people seek my face, if my people turn from their wicked ways, then, while I hear from heaven. A soul hinged on that little word F. Not only do we see a hinged in the little word F, but it's in God's terms. You know, we can sometimes argue with terms and disagree with terms. But these terms, that's in this verse, they're of God. There's no negotiation. They're God's terms. There's no other way. But God says here, if, if my people it's referring to us. Not only does it say here about the word F, and this verse hangs in the word F, and not only is it God's terms, but 
we see something else here. We see God's finger pointing at you and me. It says, if my people, that means you and me. It's not the sinner. But you know, we are the chosen of God. The, the absence of revival, the finger points at our own hearts. And that, that's, that's, that's God's finger. You know, we are, we are the called out ones. We're called out by God. On to God. And God says, it's my people. We are, we are God's people. You know, there's, there's no shortcuts to revival. You know, we need, we need to start calling upon God as never before. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23, and this is what Samuel said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord and ceasing to pray for you. 1 Samuel 12, 12 and 23. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord and ceasing to pray for you. It says in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. It says in Philippines chapter 4 and verse 6, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8 I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. You know, we are going to see revival. You know, revival starts in the sacred place. You know, it doesn't start in a big crusade or a big conference. But you know, Revival starts, it starts in the secret place, in the place of prayer. It was, it's been told about Nicholson, WP. He was staying at this lady's house and 
they, um, the lady had put out the breakfast. The WP was sticking, was was staying with this lady, and she left the breakfast outside the room. And she came back a while later, and the breakfast was still there. And then a while she took the breakfast away, and then a while later she brought a lunch. And the lunch, it didn't go away either. But then, whenever Nicholson left, the uh, the lady went into the bedroom where he was, and the bed sheet was sh shriveled into pieces where he was praying. You know that was that was desperate prayer. We see here, and this chapter. Now, when in, in, in chapter seven, verse one. Now, when Solomon had a, a made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord. Filled the house. Do you know we are, that's what we are looking for? We're looking for the fire to come down. We're looking for the for 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 the Lord to to fill this house with His glory. In this chapter, we want to see. Some of the things that happened after Solomon made an end of praying. We see here that the fire, it came down from heaven. It didn't come from anywhere else, but it came down from heaven. And the fire, it consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Do you know our cry here tonight? Oh, that the fire would fall. Oh, that the fire would fall and consume the burnt offering and the sacrifices, even of our own hearts. We think here of what of what fire does. You know, if you have a fire, a fire I'll always I'll always consume. You know, if you put sticks in the fire, you put coals in the fire. They'll gradually disappear. It'll, 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 it'll consume. And you know, the fire it needs, it needs to consume things even in our own lives. 
things that, you know, that maybe take up too much time, maybe sinful thoughts. You know, we need to be, as, as, as read there about Samuel, you know, he, he, he prayed, and he prayed without, without ceasing. Read, read there in First, in First Thessalonians about the words of the great apostle Paul. <coughs> Pray without ceasing. You know, whenever we're driving the car or washing the dishes, sometimes I can get distracted. But you know, we need to we need to pray. And pray without ceasing. And you know, to pray for our neighbors, our loved ones, for our young people. Do you know, we're here tonight and we're living in real dark days. You know, sins abound in every corner. You know, we'll read in, in chapter 6, just before... <clears throat> Uh, it says here in the first verse in chapter 7 about Solomon, he had made an end of praying. But in chapter 6, read, I was just sort of studying this here, just as I was preparing this, this message, but this is only by the way. Read in chapter 6. If you just turn over to chapter 6. Read here. And uh, verses 7 till 10. Read here that Solomon, he looked back. Now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build an, an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, For as much as it has been in thine heart to build an house for my name, thou didst well, and that it was in thine heart. Notwithstanding, Thou shalt not build in the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken, for I am risen up in the room of David my father, and am sat on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. We see here, he looked up. And then we see here, <clears throat> he looked back, should say, he looked back. And then he looked up, and verses 15, 16, and 17 and 
This was about David and about the way that that God was fulfilling the promises and that he had filled the promise concerning building the temple. And we see here about fulfilling the promise of at, at a later stage uh, concerning the, gener- the, the generations that followed. And then we read <clears throat> also that he looked around and the, um, he could see the children of Israel between 20, uh, verses 22 and 31 that if the children of Israel sinned and he knew as they looked ahead whenever there were days of trial and the days of trouble that they could lift their eyes towards the temple that they could lift their eyes towards the Lord and that God would hear and God would answer prayer. We see also in, uh, in verse 32 concerning the stranger and <coughs> the stranger that was willing to repent uh, that the Lord was willing to forgive and you know, we have a responsibility, you know, for the lost that's around us, that they have a vision for the lost. There's so many people around us, and they're going to a lost eternity. And you know, we are here tonight, and you know, we have a solemn responsibility to pray for our neighbors, for our loved ones, to pray for our communities, that God would, would pour out his spirit that the, the fear of God would grip the hearts of men and women and young people, that would see a real heaven-sent, a real heaven-sent revival. You know, as it goes on, whenever Solomon met an end of praying, we read here, we've read here about how the fire it consumes. Not only does the fire consume but the fire purifies. You know, whenever the goldsmith, whenever he would put the gold into a crucible, or if he would take silver and put it into a crucible, and then he would, he would put the heat on it, And whenever he would put the heat on it, and you know the the purpose of putting the heat on it and putting the flame on it, it was to bring the dross or the uncleanness that was in the silver or in the gold, it would bring it up to the surface.
And then they would take the, as it were, the scum that would come to the service. And they, that would be taken off, as it were, the impurities. But you know how they were able to find out the, the impurities in the silver and, the, and in the gold? It was through the heat. It was through the heat. You know, the fire, it makes us clean. It makes us holy. It makes us pure. But you know, there's something else what fire does. It cheers us. You know, whenever, actually my daughter uh, was in the phone of the day, and she said, I hope it doesn't happen, but they're talking about snow then next week. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. But, <clears throat> you know, maybe if you've been outside in the snow, and maybe there's three or four inches of snow outside, and it's real freezing cold, and maybe you've been out there three or four hours, and your body seems like a block of ice, <laughs> And you come into the house and you go into the living room and there's a lovely cold fire and there's a lovely heat coming from the fire. Do you know, it really cheers the heart. It really, <laughs> it really, it really does. And you know, <clears throat> you know, fire, it, it cheers us. You know, it's good. Um, at, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we can get cold at heart. We can get discouraged at heart. But, you know, we need the fire of God to cheer us. We need the, fall of <coughs> the fire of God to fall upon our hearts. And to cheer us. And to bring us into victory. You know, we, we can sing. There is victory in Jesus. And we're going from victory on to victory. You know, it's good to, to know and to love and to praise the Lord. You know, many times whenever... Our children were small. Often I would have said when we're driving along the car, uh, driving, driving along in the car, uh, many times I would have said, you know, it's good to know and to love and to praise the Lord. Amen. I know we are here tonight and it's good to praise the Lord. Amen. And we're here and we're praying for revival. Amen, I know we're believing that in these latter days, and surely as we look around us and we see all the things that's happening, and I believe that God's going to send a mighty revival Amen. before He's going to call His church home. Yes, and we're here tonight, and we're here, and we're here in believing in prayer, and we're here to believe in the young people that comes here.
Sunday, Sunday night after Sunday night. And we're here as the gospel goes forth that, oh God, that, that the Holy Ghost conviction would really grip them and that uh, the Lord would really lay, as it were, his hands on them and that they would see them wonderfully and gloriously saved. And we're here to pray and we're here to pray believing in Jesus' name. Amen.